It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Folks, Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza, the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and on podcasts each and every week all around the country. And we bring it all to you, hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. This week, big show, we're going to hear from Coach Pete Neruda, his take on inflation, potentially recession. Joe Murphy weighs in on the topic and expands it from there. Then Eric Carney talks about cryptocurrency and much more. And we have an interview that Coach Pete had with Ray Arias. He's a local restaurateur. It's a great story. We'll call it an American success story. That's coming up. But first, another week that was. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way up. We have to begin with the Fed upping the interest rate. Another 75 basis points. They hinted there could be more on the way. Now, this follows that three-quarter percent increase earlier this year. Now, it is how the Fed is trying to curtail inflation and bring us in for that soft landing. Well, most people agree it's becoming less and less likely. Then on Thursday, the gross domestic product numbers were released by the Commerce Department for the second quarter in a row, as expected, contracted at a 0.9% annual rate, and depending on who you talk to, could spell recession. Now, the GDP is the broadest gauge of the economy, and this drop follows a 1.6% annual drop from January to March. The definition of a recession is two consecutive drops in the GDP, and by golly, that's what we have. Now, the administration is trying to redefine what constitutes a recession, and the political war of words continues. Meanwhile, the Fed's interest rate hikes have already led to higher rates on credit cards and auto loans and doubling of the average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage in the past year to 5.5%. Home sales, which are especially sensitive to interest rate changes, have tumbled. Well, stocks closed broadly higher again on Thursday as investors grew more optimistic that a slowing U.S. economy means the Federal Reserve can temper its aggressive interest rate hikes aimed at taming inflation. The uptick continued on Friday. We'll see how the week ends up, and up may be exactly what happens. Now, inflation hits everyone, including the cardboard box manufacturers. Yeah, it's true. The demand for boxes was lower than expected in the second quarter, and analysts say that trend will probably continue through the rest of the year. International Paper Chief Financial Officer Tim Nichols said this week that inventory is piling up as rising costs for consumer goods prompt people to spend more money on things like travel. Inflation hits everyone, including the cardboard box manufacturers. It's true, the demand for boxes was lower than expected in the second quarter, and analysts say that trend probably continued through the rest of the year. International Paper Chief Financial Officer Tim Nichols said this week that inventory is piling up as rising costs for consumer goods prompt people to spend more money on things like travel. And the pandemic-fueled higher demand for cardboard boxes as people were stuck at home, ordered goods via e-commerce, well, that slowed way down. Nichols added during a Thursday earnings call, I think it's a reaction to inflation. No kidding. He says inflation is real and people are making choices. Another battle brewing in Congress. 
involves what retirement plan sponsors consider environmental, social, and governance factors in selecting investments. Now, the Biden administration would like to see that happen. And now there is a bill introduced by Senate Republicans to try and curtail it. The bill is backed by Senator Mike Braun of Indiana and says the bill would specify the fiduciary duty of plan administrators to select and maintain investments based solely on monetary factors under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Well, there is more to it than that, and it is an issue that is sure to get more attention as time goes on. I'll keep you up to date on what is happening with the ESG, as it's being called. And finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Mega Millions Lottery and the billion-dollar-plus payout this weekend. So do you have your ticket yet? Lines are long in some places with thousands of tickets being sold every minute. Now, we all know the chances of winning are, well, slim. Try one in 302 million. But just for fun, the cash value of the $1.2 billion prize is $602.5 million. You know, hey, somebody's got to win. Good luck. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. For that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta, on his show, Financial Safari. Now, here, Coach Pete, advisor Greg Berrien, Gary Nolan, and Thomas Lipscomb are talking about recession, inflation, and all that goes with it. Recession is when your neighbor is affected by it, and a depression is when it affects you. <laughs> there you go. I can Something to similar that. to that. You know? So we're all going through inflation and we're all experiencing a little bit of recessionary uh, items. We were seeing, like, everything's getting expensive. And we're looking at uh, wondering, because two quarters in a row, like we've had, of downward numbers mm-hmm. is usually a recession. Now, the, the, the goalposts are being moved on the definitions, though. You know, unfortunately, Webster's Dictionary has taken a beating the last 10 or 15 years because they keep redefining the definitions we always grew up with. And if you have an old dictionary, get it out and look up the definition of, let's just say, woman, for, an, for example. <laughs> Nowadays, I heard they changed that definition, but they're also trying to change the definition of recession. I don't like that. I don't like changing the terms. Let's just admit what's going on. Until you admit you have a problem, it's hard to fix the problem, in other words. And so this isn't po- it's not politics, but let's just admit that if something's wrong, let's admit it's wrong. Therefore, we can get started fixing it. Exactly. Because if you don't admit it's wrong, you're never going to worry about trying to fix it. If you would never show your parents your report card, they'd never be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd still be in third grade, too. Exactly. Hey, well, and it's something that we may not always want to be able to to approach and take on. I look at uh, the house that I'm in. We're currently renovating a home. Just had a foundation inspector come over. That and, sounds like fun. And yeah. It does. And they said we've got, you know, ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in foundation trouble that we're going to have to deal with. But here's the thing Ooh. is that's the foundation of my whole home. Yep. So if I'm thinking of trim, if I'm thinking of drywall, if I'm thinking of flooring, all of this begins with what? Foundation. Well, without the foundation, you don't have a home. Like you're saying, it will collapse upon itself. And the same thing exists where where people are always asking me, what stock do you like? What Bitcoin? Do you like Bitcoin? What kind of crypto? Where should I? Silver and gold? Is that good? And I said, before we even talk about these things, which again, the shutters and the paint on the house, let's talk about the foundation of your retirement house. That's the lifetime income, the growth, the protection of that growth and the lifetime income from your accounts. We call it a wealth defender account. What better way to make sure your foundation is secure by making sure it really is not going to go away? Yeah, it's funny, Coach. I keep getting calls from my clients saying, so is, is my money really safe? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> the, the, problem, I, the I, clients I, that you deal with to put into the safe places. Exactly. We offer everything here, so we offer risk and safety, but we will not offer risk until we make sure you have that exactly. safe foundation build up and using the rule of 100, which is basically you take your age, you put a percentage after it, mm-hmm. and that percent is, in, is the amount of money I think that we should start with looking at making sure it's in that safe place you can't lose, that growth protection income type account, the foundation 
of a total retirement plan is having that 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 money that's not going to go away doesn't depend on the market to stay stay here in other words it can share in the gains of the market but it won't go away if the market goes down i did hear about somebody in the in like a buddy of mine in san francisco called i i I've talked to him he's in the financial world he said he had a he had a client call the other day the client went into some safe strategies about a year ago uh-huh. and they just got their first statement all right the market's been down about 28% since the, the client put the money in. So the market's down 28%. So if the client had a million dollars, they'd have about 720000 now. True. That's <laughs> so, tough. So, That's tough. But they said, here's what he, and he read it word for word for me, and, and, but I, I didn't write it down, so I might have forgot word for word what he said. He said the, the client told him, he said, I know the market's been down, but why is it my account value up? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so he said, Coach, I don't know what to say. I, I started by telling him that he he should be happy because he if he would have stayed where he was before he met me, he would have seven hundred twenty thousand now. He still has a million. Yes, he didn't earn any interest this year, but he didn't lose any money this Goodness year. Gracious. So zero is your hero, Gary, when you Absolutely. talk about it. Would you rather have a negative twenty eight on your statement or a zero? A zero. I think I take zero all day long. Gotta like zero is your hero. Call them, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. You can find Financial Safari on a number of radio stations around the country, as well as on Apple Podcasts, the Amazon app, or wherever you get a podcast. If you subscribe to it, it'll be delivered to your phone each and every week. Pizza! Now we join Joel Murphy and his show, Wealth Health Radio. Here, Joel and I are talking about the current market and how to cope and still retire comfortably. You know, the one thing that I will tell you about the market, it's not timing the market. It's not trying to day trade your accounts. It's time in the market and making sure that your investments, and this is really important, guys, listen to this. Make sure your investments and your portfolio are in line with your time horizon. Make, make sure. So if you're in that retirement red zone, probably not a good idea to be sitting in the Russell or small cap stocks or, you know, growth or tech in a rising interest rate environment. You know, these are things that you have to pay attention to the macro. And if you're not looking at these indicators and you're not looking at the overall economic cycle, then you probably want to call a professional that can help guide you through this because you're a sitting duck. And that's the unfortunate part about this market is some people have an advantage because they get to spend all day long looking at all this stuff. But regular people, when you have a nine to five job or you're, you know, you're running your own business, the last thing you're going to have time to do is do research on charts and economic indicators and fundamentals and breaking down businesses. These are things that professionals do and you have an opportunity to partner with a professional to help guide you through. Are we invincible? No, but we're going to use all this data to our advantage to help give our clients that edge when it comes to trading. Absolutely, Joe. And, and again, those are the kinds of things that get people excited when, when you know, in fact, I was telling my wife uh, probably last week after the show um, that when, when you said that you get to retire three or four times a day and, and she looked at me and then went, well, that is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, experience and perspective, Steve, again, you know, we'll bring it up again. Look, I have a very different, expe- uh, you know, perspective because I have experience with it. I get to do it a lot. And every time you get to do something a lot, you know, you get to know some things and, you know, that's what experience is all about. And that's why, you know, 20 plus years in this business, you, you, you know, this is not my first rodeo. Right. This is not my first recessionary environment. This isn't the first inflationary environment that we faced. And, you know, you kind of go back to what worked in the past 
past and you look at history and you look at data and you try and do that for your clients and get them through. But if you're just getting into this and you're looking at your investments and maybe you haven't looked through your whole working career, but now that you're going to be depending on that money in this distribution phase, it becomes important to you and you're not sure what to do. That's the time that you want to pick up the call or pick up the phone and call a professional, whether it's us here at Murphy Wealth Management or another fiduciary advisor. You want someone on your team at least taking a look at what your plan is to see, all right, are we good with the tax code? Are we good with the laws? Are you are you considering this? These are things that you gain with experience and knowledge. Asset allocation. Yeah, I mean, asset allocation, diversification, these are, you know, core, core, core principles of investing, um, making sure that you don't have a loaded deck, you know, a lot of clients that we see when we're when we're looking at their 401k, you know, 401ks, I'm going to pick on a little bit because they do have limited investment options in there. Right. And you're usually on those target date funds, or you're sitting in, you know, some some basic mutual funds, it's really hard to get that diversification and that proper asset allocation mix, and you can't even rebalance in those things. Um, so it's really important important that you're looking at the macro or the overall uh, perspective of what's going on in the market. Should I be in growth? Should I be in value? Should I be in, you know, bonds or international? These are things that you want to be paying attention to if you're not, if you're managing your own money. But again, you know, really hard to do in a 401k. That's why a lot of our clients use rollovers into IRAs. So we have unlimited investment options and we can really dial these things in, get the tax loss harvesting, tax unwinding for those brokerage accounts. You know, on the IRAs, we want to rebalance. We want to buy on weakness. We want to sell on strength buy on weakness that really helps um, dampen that volatility of that overall portfolio so these are things that we're going to do and like i said it's just really hard for retail investors that are trading their 401ks or looking at their 401ks to accomplish this that's why it really pays to partner with a professional indeed especially in times like these where there's a lot going on we need to make sure our retirement portfolio is buttoned up you can catch Joe's show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM560, The Answer on WIND in Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you get your downloads. Pizza! On to Southwest Florida and Wealth Works Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Now, in this clip, Eric is talking about cryptocurrency and poses the question of, is it right for your portfolio? Yeah, I mean, I have it. I've enjoyed it. Um, I sold it quite a while ago, and I'm just sitting in a lot of cash, so I missed the last huge downturn. It's not a piece of my retirement. It's more of, I don't know. I don't know if it's even research, you could call it, because, I mean, you know, I'm investing, you know, pretty good chunk of change in it. But um, it's more, I guess, for research. You know, like, I have a lot of clients that ask about it. Um, I tell them it's absolutely a volatile asset. It should be for play money. The problem is, is that it trades 24 seven. So like you're constantly looking at your app all the time and, and seeing what it did. And when I sold it, I was like, Oh, that's good. Like it's one less thing I have to look at on my stupid phone. <laughs> but, um, the crazy thing is, yeah, when, when he told me about that, I'm like, I get it. I mean, and you know, you look at all the ridiculous things that people have invested in that, you know, we've steered clear of, like people really wanted to get into Twitter. They're like oh twitter elon musk is getting into this nope stay away too volatile and that's that's how it turned out to be sure. um you know cannabis was another thing um it, there's just a lot of crazy things that people want to do things to make up for lost time and it's not going to be any of those things now structured notes are being 
passed around. They've been around for decades, but now all of a sudden, a lot of these advisors are like, hey, this is the next big thing. And, you know, they're, they're talking big numbers too, eight, nine, 10%. It's not guaranteed. And basically what they're doing is, is they're just writing options against indexes. So it's another form of gambling. So a lot of conservative investors are asking about these, but when they find out what they really are, they kind of steer clear from them. But there's a lot of advisors out there right now who are playing on people's emotions and, and putting that out there. So when you see that people are getting divorced over plummeting values, I do get it. But maybe they were playing with a lot of money that they couldn't afford to play with. And, uh, you know, rightfully so that they get divorced because, I mean, you know, especially on the early stages of a marriage, everything is based on, you know, money and, and, and a lot of things. So it, sure. it's 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 unfortunate. Well, I mean, let's talk about the potential recession. And, and I'm going to set this up with a clip from AT&T CFO uh, Pascal DeRoche. And he says maybe we're maybe we're acting too quickly to call this thing a recession. I think it's very hard to make predictions. Um, so uh, for me, what I would say just directionally is I think this will be longer. I don't know ultimately how high Fed fund rates go. But as I said, I think the Fed will have to hold here probably longer. The market's pricing in cuts in early 2023. And that feels a little premature to us, given the strength in the economy and some of that residual inflation I was talking about. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, now we're trying to what redefine what a recession is, Eric. I mean, that's just silly. Yeah, typical political move, right? Right. Like, yeah. let's change the definition of it. And so many people, the anticipation of a recession is so awful. I mean, it's like it just takes over people. And, and I just don't get it. I couldn't care less if we have a, re a recession right now. I understand where companies are. The companies that we deal with typically have very strong balance sheets. They have good cash flow. They're not going anywhere. Um, I'm not saying that they're recession proof, but we're trying to go towards something that could get through recession a little bit better. I mean, that's what we're attempting to do all the time. So, I mean, again, you, you've had recessions in the past. You're going to have recessions in the future. You just have to get through them. And the anticipation is doing worse things to us, I think, emotionally and physically than anything else. It's just not that big of a deal. And, you know, it's just like inflation. I'm so sick and tired of talking about inflation. I'm getting tired of talking about a recession. Either we have a recession or we don't. Either way, we're going to get through it. It's not that big of a deal. I like his take on recession. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And for most of it, it won't be, provided we're in one or not. Now, you can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. Eric is with Retirement Wealth Cape Coral, Florida. You can visit his website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, advisor.com. You can also find him on TV in the area, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. You can find the podcast on the website or wherever you get your podcasts. Pizza! Now we join Coach Pete DeRuta again, this time with restaurateur Ray Arias. It's a great story. Well, folks, a new segment here on the show is, is I like to feature success stories of businesses, especially local businesses, because, you know, we're here and we want to support our local businesses. And, gosh, if you can support a local business and it can help you out, it can help your belly out. It's a win-win it's a for everyone here. Amen. And we have Mr. Ray Arias from Ray's Restaurant in Studio. Ray, welcome in. Thank you very much, Pete. <laughs> I've known Ray for years, and he's been a great guy and uh, always helped us when we needed help. 
And uh, we want to make sure that people know about Ray's Restaurant. Ray, how long have you? Well, first of all, tell us your story. Who is Ray? Where did Ray get started? My name is Ray Arias, and I was born in Cuba. I grew up in New Orleans. Fun place? I, I, you know, I started working with Ruth Chris Steakhouses in 1987. Wow. So I opened a lot of restaurants. I was the vice president of operations of corporate Ruth Chris. Uh, worked with a couple of different companies, and I moved to North Carolina in 1997. 97. Uh-huh. And when Ruth Chris at 1130 Buckland, which my address, moved out, I chose not to go with uh, Ruth Chris. I decided to stay there and open my own restaurant. Yep. And uh, we've been blessed. And the rest, as they say, is history. The rest is history. They are jamming, Coach, huh? 97 is when you So I moved into the Triangle from, from Chapel Hill in 1996. And, and I remember, I didn't have any money back then, Ray, but I remember everybody talking about how good Ruth's Chris was then. And then they moved. What year, what year did they move from, uh, the, from the Buck from Jones Road over to the other side of Cary? 2004. 2004. And you decided to stay. Correct. And it's been a really good restaurant since then, by the way. And the New Orleans flair to it is really good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I grew up in New Orleans, so that's how yeah. we have the New Orleans flair. We have a New Orleans-style <laughs> steakhouse. Thomas, what do you got to say about that? I, I can't say anything but goodness about the Cajun seasoning. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, good. <laughs> now, we went there the other night uh, as the, I took the company out for Christmas in July, we call it. That's and right. I do it. It's an annual event. We do it every year. And, and, and Ray is generous enough to open his doors and, and find enough room for our, our company. We're a pretty big company with guests these we days. We are big, aren't we? And everyone was happy. So when you, when you make a lot of meals for a lot of people, that's when you know if a kitchen is really good or not. Because every single person's food came out the right temperature. Now... Anyone listening has probably been into those, we call it the rubber chicken uh, groups of where you go to see those uh, 100 people sit down, everybody gets the same thing, and the chicken is cold and rubbery. Have you ever had that, Ray? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so that is the exact opposite at Ray's, and that's what I love about Ray's. And by the way, Ray is not paying me to be on here. I just like Ray enough, and I've, I've liked his uh, service and his restaurant so much over the years. I wanted to at least feature him as a success story because you can't argue with success, can you? You know, no, and your part of that success is, Coach, also is it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, how much money you're spending. Ray walks from table to table to table and says hello and yeah. thank you. I mean, it just, you, you can't get enough of that. You really can't put a price on that, Ray. No. You know, that, that looks like... Well, it, you do. You care, yeah. and you come out there. If you were if you were ashamed of the food, you wouldn't be able to find Ray. Where's Ray? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's taking a smoke break. <laughs> no, you're always out there meeting people and greeting people, and it looks like you're having a good time. Are you? And that's the job, and <laughs> also it's fun. Yeah. You know, when I come to work, I feel like I'm in my little domain. You know, hey, wow, it's showtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do a good job of Especially it. when you make that bananas foster. <laughs> the table side. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cherry's Jubilee is good, oh, too, wow. by the way. We try really hard to make sure that we have the best product in the market. Yep. And that doesn't ensure that it's always going to be spectacular, but spectacular is what we're looking for when it gets to the table and you taste the food. Well, you're setting your expectations, and you set them high, which is good, because if you were aiming low, you'd probably satisfy yourself, but that wouldn't satisfy other people. So aiming high and always meeting that is is the most important part to running a successful business, especially a restaurant, because a lot of times you don't get a second chance. I mean, if you mess somebody's food up or if they're not happy, you know, there's a lot of choices, right? They might not come back. Your one guest that has a bad experience will tell 50 people. Yep. Oh, yeah. A person that has a spectacular experience at your restaurant will tell maybe, maybe one or two. Five. Like, yeah, fine. Mm, Isn't that yep. interesting, huh? <laughs> Bad news follow, uh, travels faster oh, than good news. Well, yeah, Bad yeah, news makes news. Yep. Good news, yep. you know, when we're supposed to be good. <laughs> you know, hey, we charge you enough money for us to be good. 
Yeah. That's our job. But you're comparable to any That's other right. steakhouse cost-wise. It's not like you're charging more, but you no, still no. get a better experience, I think, than, than most any uh, other place. All I know is my ribeye was spot on. You like that? I had a good oh, flavor. Oh, he yep. got right. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Well, yeah. let's now let's talk about, Ray, when, when the time... Now, by the way, you, you undersold yourself on what you, you used to help Ruth a lot. I mean, you, you traveled the United States opening restaurants for her. I uh, started working with Ruth Ray Steakhouse in 1987. And I opened quite a few restaurants all over the United States, and we help open restaurants in Taiwan and Taichung and Puerto Rico, Mexico. So he was original Mister Worldwide before Pitbull. <laughs> so, so, so Ray, so, what job did you have when you started? What, what, what position did you come in as? With Ruth Christie yeah. House, mm-hmm. I was always a manager's trainer, so I was uh-huh. training the managers how to train people, and. Then they made me the vice president of operation for Ruth Chris Corporate, and I helped the owners purchase all the equipment and hire the management team and teach them how to do the operations. Yeah. And so then you worked in that one in Cary on Buck Jones Road for a while, and then they decided when you got the news they were going to move, what'd you say? What'd you think? They moved because they thought that the Arboretum was a better location, which it is. And my best friend is the uh, owner of that restaurant, right. of that franchise. Well, I mean, it's a nice restaurant over there, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's on the other side of town at Cary. If you know Cary, Cary's like five cities in one. You go yeah. from almost where the airport is all the way over to Regency, and that's a, that's a big distance. It is. It's, it's, big, a long, yeah. it's a long city. No doubt. <laughs> so, but it is still in Cary, but, but you liked the location enough where you were, and you decided, it, or did you just decide it was time to, to, to be like a bird and jump out of the nest, try, try to fly? It was time for me to go on my own. Yep. Mm. I had a little boy, you know, I'm 68 years old. I have a 21-year-old boy, which you know. And I didn't want to do the traveling and things like that. So I decided, hey, let's just stay home, have a nice little restaurant. Yeah. And we're blessed, and we are doing spectacular. Now, you added, and this is great, by the way, folks. This is almost, you almost saw the future, Ray. You decided to build an outside patio a couple years back, or they've got what's it been four years back now? Well, we built so? well, you know, my mission was to open a patio. I grew up in New Orleans, yep, mm-hmm. like this restaurant's called the Court of Two Sisters, but that didn't work out for us because people in New Orleans that travel they don't mind eating the heat or the cold. Things you need to give people more ambience and commodity, you know. they People don't eat here when it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> and they don't want to feel it when you're yeah. eating. <laughs> so we opened what we call the Magnolia Room in the Magnolia Courtyard. Yep. But it was a courtyard to begin with, and that was not successful. You can only use it about three or four months of the year, and right. you could not depend on the weather. Too hot, too cold, mm-hmm. or rainy. It's yeah. never good. And now we can use it all year round because yep. two-thirds of it is covered, and we can open it with the windows, and the other third of it is covered. Wide open and well, because you because you made it a, an outside patio that had windows that would open through COVID. That that was perfect timing to have that through COVID, wasn't it? It was a blessing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. see, Thomas, because because I, I know somebody that you know too who said you were stupid to do that. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't really has he ever come back and as Chuck ever said, That's "You're right." right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you remember how Chuck was talking back in the day. It was the best thing you did. And I told you at the time, Absolutely. remember you, we, you and I talked and I said, I, I think that was a good thing before COVID even came. I said it was a good thing. Yeah. And be, because it, it made your business 24, seven, 365 days a year for the outside, not 24, seven, but you know what I mean? Three, every single day you could use that outside patio. Matter of fact, we used it the other night. Mm-hmm. Really good place. If you yeah. haven't seen the Magnolia oh, room, you need to yeah. see that folks. Well, and some people throw in, this is probably a money pit. You say, yeah. yeah, you could be right. But he's worked out really well. But you're investing in your business, and that's what a lot of people forget a lot of times. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Period. I agree 100%. Period. Instead of sending your money halfway across the world to some investment firm you don't know, yeah. <laughs> and then it disappearing sometimes, invest in yourself if you're a business owner. and see, you know. Now, don't go overboard with it. So a lot of a lot of guys are now getting all excited and looking at the wife saying, "See, coach says I can spend a lot of money on the business, and get all these big screen TVs." I, I'm well, day trading. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> only if it's worthwhile, right? So yeah. you really did make a smart business decision. I told you that at the time, and Thank so you, you needed you. to hear that because you were getting, you know, you had that big bird on your shoulder named Chuck Caton telling <laughs> you that was a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it was Chuck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's take now. The the the, uh, the most important achievement a parent can ever do is watch their child fall into their footsteps. You're pretty proud right now. I'm definitely very proud of my son. He's 21 years old and very proud of my wife. She's a great gal. She works at the restaurant. She works behind the scenes. And you know my wife. Oh, She's yeah. a beautiful girl. Uh, she's uh, She counts the money. She and counts she the money? And she does all the here's, paperwork. Here's $2 for you and here's the rest <laughs> for the company. That's right. That's right. Here's your allowance. And she does a spectacular job. Yep. And you know, so I'm a Really, really blessed guy. I have a spectacular family. I have a spectacular staff. We have a staff that worked with us for many, many years. As you know, most of our employees have been there for years and years. Most of them have been there since we opened the restaurant. Yeah. And that's not it's good. easy to find. Well, you get the cheers effect when you have people that you like to come see mm-hmm. that work at the restaurant. And so, remember the cheers? Yeah. Everybody knew your no. name at Cheers, and people look forward to going there. And some people are there almost every night. Oh, yeah, it's funny. You know, yep. and whenever I go there, I always look for some friends that I have there. And, of yep. course, they're always there. You've got a great cast working yeah. in your body. Yep. I love Jer- Jeremy's laughter is uh, amazing, infectious. Huh? Yeah. amazing. And uh, you got Big Mike came back into town, yeah, too. Yeah, so. Big Mike's working with yeah. us. See, that, Purcell. That, that, Purcell. Oh, Purcell's a real guy. But it's the... Uh, I guess the standard of a good owner is when people leave, not not on bad terms, but they leave to go do something else. Mm-hmm. But they always want to come back, and they do come back. So mm-hmm. if, if they didn't like you, Ray, they wouldn't. They would tell you anything you wanted to hear when they left, but you never see them again. But the fact that they're coming back and working again, that's that that speaks volumes for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. and I'm, I'm I'm proud of you uh, having your son because you didn't push your son into this, and your son now is wanting to come back and 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 follow in your footsteps. If you push your kids too hard, folks, they go the other way. Exactly. I know. Uh-huh. My dad. My dad's yeah. a physics professor, and I'm a financial guy. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, my Figure wife was, my, my son goes to ECU, and yep. he's accepted to Elon and Ooh. High Point. And when he told us that Saturday that we were having dinner, uh, Mom and Dad, I'm going to ECU. My wife, oh, she didn't no, like that. You know? <laughs> it's turned into a good school down there. Uh, it's a yeah, great it school. Yep. And then I thought, honey, he's going to school that year. Let him go anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it's turned out really good. He loves it. Yeah. You know, he goes to summer school. He wants to finish a year early. He wants to come and work at the restaurant, which I'm really, really. Wow. Which huh? is really hard work. And I have to explain to him, son, you know. Yeah, it's not This easy. is a fun job, but you're going to be here 
a lot of hours. And, you know, uh, Valentine's Day, yep. Mother's yep. Day. Yep. And you got to take your girlfriend out on... Uh, yeah, the day the, after. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, send so, roses the day of, though, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go on Valentine's Day, day anyhow. Yeah. Either the day before or the day of. Never that's send right, day after that's roses. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, Ray, I just, wanna, I just want everyone to know who you are. I want them to put a, a voice with a name of a restaurant, and then it's Ray's, and it's the best restaurant I've ever been to as far as in the triangle with the steaks and everything and the service. You can't be good service. Thomas, you've been quiet over there. You anything, any final words? I have been reflecting on any that first beautiful, <laughs> beautiful ribeye I had just a couple <laughs> of nights ago. <laughs> You're like a snake. You ate it, now you won't say anything. You're just exactly. <laughs> I'm All one right. of the quiet ones. Folks, Ray Arias, Ray's Restaurant. Ray, thanks for your time today. Coach Pete, thank you very much. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Well, now I'm hungry. Make a reservation tonight. You won't be disappointed, I promise. I've got a link to the restaurant in the show notes as well. So that's it. Episode 155 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe to it and it'll be in your podcast collection automatically on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere you get a podcast. And as long as you are subscribing, be sure and rate and share it. We've got lots of pizza to go around. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Plus, I've got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com or on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.